Well, amen. God, in our times together this morning, speak to our hearts, and we'll give you glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, you got a Bible? Say amen. And uh, let me invite you to open it with me to the book of Colossians this morning. Colossians chapter 1 over the New Testament. If you're visiting with us this morning, we're going through a series uh, for our church family where we are learning how to be spiritually fit. We're seeking to move forward together in the truth. In fact, we have focused our attention on why our church exists, why uh, we are here, why do we even gather, what is our purpose, and uh, we've gotten it down to a single statement, and that is we exist to make disciples everywhere. Now, we gather that from the Lord Jesus because he told us to do that, amen? And so uh, that's what we're involved in doing. Now, as you and I think about a disciple, we think about the heart of a disciple. What does a heart of a disciple really look like? Well, in the same way that the heart inside your chest this morning has four chambers, so also your spiritual heart has four chambers, and those chambers are labeled, and they are worship, reach, grow, and serve. Now, you've already seen us talk about worship and reach. In fact, as we looked at worship, we asked the single question that you and I can ask of ourselves every day, and that is, are we surrendered to the Holy Spirit? As you and I are surrendered to the Holy Spirit, that is worship. Surrender to a spiritual authority is worship. So we worship the Lord. And then our ministry is designed to give you an opportunity to experience worship. That's why you come together at either 8.30 or 11 o'clock into one of these worship hours. It's an opportunity for you to meet God. And really that's our prayer, that you would come in here and that you would meet with the Lord. So we've designed it so you can worship. And then we looked at reach. And as you consider reach, we ask the very simple question, are we surrendered to God's commission? You see, the Lord has commanded all of us to go and make disciples, to share the gospel. So we want to make sure that we are surrendering to his mission in our life. That enables us to reach. That keeps that spiritual chamber pumping spiritual stamina. And our ministry is designed for our adults especially that you would have an opportunity to reach as you join a Sunday school class. Our Sunday school ministry is designed to be an outreach ministry, to be a ministry missions agency. So you get along with those who are like-minded and you systematically and intentionally seek to build relationships with those who don't know the Lord so that you can share the gospel and they can be saved. Now, this morning, we're focusing our attention on the grow chamber, the grow quadrant. You know, God's desire is for every follower of Jesus uh, that we would continually and steadily grow in our relationship with him. See, our relationship with the Lord is quite similar to our relationship with other people, you know, with the exception that he's master of the universe. Amen? So there is a slight little difference there. However, what we are doing is we are simply getting to know the Lord. So we want to ask questions like, what is God like? You know, what's the Lord not like? What does he enjoy? What gets on his nerves? How does he want us to live? What brings joy to his heart? Simple questions in getting to know someone. And our goal is to grow in our relationship with the Lord so that we would get to know Him. And as we get to know the Lord, we find that we begin to reflect His attitudes and His actions in our life. See, the Apostle Paul's desire was for individuals to experience spiritual growth as well as maturity. In fact, he often recorded his prayers for certain church fellowships in the Bible. And that's what I want to look at this morning was Paul's prayer for the church at Colossae. So you got your Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. You got it in front of you? Say amen. And uh, stand with me in honor of God's word. Colossians 1, verse 9 through 12 is what we'll look at. So look at your Bible. 
Uh, if you don't have one, look on with a neighbor. Colossians 1 verse 9, the Bible says, For this reason also, since today we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Let's bow together once again. Father, in Jesus' name, take your word, plant it in our hearts, bear spiritual fruit that we might honor you. Use us as a fellowship as we seek to live this life in such a way to lift you up and we'll trust you to draw people to yourself. And that is in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen. So you can be seated. So this morning, we want to talk about the importance of spiritual maturity. Why is it that you and I should grow in our faith? I want to see a couple of truths, but the first one in your notes this morning, if you're taking them, growing in the Lord aligns our life with his purpose. Growing in the Lord aligns our life with his purpose. You see, the essential prayer for the church is that they would grow and develop into mature believers, ultimately so that their life would align with the Lord's plan. So look again at verse 9 in your Bible. You've got it? Say yes. Look at verse 9. Y'all with me? Say yes. Some of y'all need to wake up, all right? Hit your neighbor. Hit them hard. Tell them to pay attention. Here we are, verse 9 in your Bible. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it. Now stop there for just a moment. Heard of what? Well, the answer is found in verse 4 of Colossians 1. He says, by this, and this is awesome, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and love which you have for all of the saints. So Paul is like, we heard about the fact that you trusted the Lord over there at Colossae. In fact, we heard that you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as a result, we have discovered that you love one another. And you know, Jesus makes this statement, by the way, in John 13 and 35. He says, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples because of the love that you have for one another. And it's interesting how Jesus says that. Listen closely to the preacher, eyeball to eyeball. Jesus says, here's how people will know you're actually my disciples. Not because of your passionate love for me. Not because of your passionate love for unbelievers. He says, they will know that you are my disciples because of your passionate love for one another. See, people look and they listen to people who say that they have this love for God, but it's not being practiced in their life. So they're not seeing a genuine love within the body. See, unbelievers ought to look at the body of Christ and see this kind of love like they have never seen before. And by this, Jesus says, I, they will know that you are my disciples. So he speaks about that love, and that's what's happening here in the church at Colossae. They say they have faith, but the authenticity of their faith is found out in the fact that they love one another within the body. Now, Paul is saying, since we've heard about this, that is their faith as well as their love, he goes on in verse 9 again, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Now, very quickly, I'm going to break that verse down for me, sir. Are y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. Let me give you a few of those words. You got the word ceased there. It literally means uh, that there is no refrain, there's no quitting, there's no stopping. Then there's the word asked. It speaks of begging. It means to crave or to desire. And then the word fulfilled. It literally means to abound, to overflow or to be influenced by. And I love that concept, to be influenced by. And then knowledge. It speaks about the discernment concerning that which is right and that which is wrong. 
In this case, it is the knowledge of God's will. So the term will speaks of God's plan, his purpose, and his pleasure. Now, if you checked out, check back in. Listen to what Paul the Apostle is getting at here because this is awesome. He is saying, since I have heard about your faith and I also have heard about your love, I have not refrained, I have not quit, man, I haven't stopped from begging, craving, and desiring that you may overflow, abound, and be influenced and shaped by the knowledge of God's pleasure, His purpose, and His plan in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul's like, I heard about it, now I'm praying you flat out get it and get it even deeper into your soul. Now, here he's talking about spiritual wisdom. Don't let that fool you or throw you off, all right? Spiritual wisdom is just God's way of seeing things as opposed to our natural way of seeing things. In fact, like the proverb says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And so Paul the Apostle, he hears about their faith. Now he is praying that they would grow deeper in their faith. In fact, just now, as I'm preaching this, I'm thinking about Angel. You're listening because you said she's making all these crazy decisions, right? And she's figuring out, now we want to pray that she would get deep down into the knowledge of God's will so she would be able to make wise decisions, ones that would honor the Lord. Now, are y'all with me? Say yes. Yeah. Most of y'all know this, but I've been working out at the gym. All right? Yeah, that's real funny. No, no it's not in Lula. There ain't one in Lula. But anyway, so... Uh, but somewhere off of 365, I've been working out. There's a lot of men behind this pink shirt. That's all I'm saying, all right? I know you can't tell. But I got pretty serious about it about five or six weeks ago. And I started studying up on how to work out. So I went online. I Google searched how to build crazy muscles. All right? And uh, began to figure out all of these crazy exercises that I can do. So I go to the Y, and I am working this thing out. All right? Then I also figured out that if you really want to get serious about building some bulk, that you want to drink some protein shakes. And so I got online and started researching protein shakes. And uh, some uh, interesting protein, protein shakes out there uh, that I took a look at. So I could just kind of give you a quick little list here. One of them is called Super Pro Way, which I thought Super Pro, that's me definitely. <laughs> and then I saw one called Muscle Farm Combat Powder. <laughs> oh, good night. And then one was called Dimatize Powder, which basically you just swallow dynamite is what you do there. And it blows up bulk. And then one called Serious Mass. All right? I didn't know joke. Serious Mass. And then I finally found what I was looking for. I've been looking for a long time. But I ran across it and they sell it at Walmart. Can I get a witness there? If you can't get it at Walmart, you don't need it. <laughs> That was funny right there. But anyway, so I found this uh, protein, and this is what I'm drinking now. It is called Muscle Milk. I've already emptied a whole bottle. Bought me a new one last night. And you can tell <laughs> that it's working. But there is another that I had grabbed hold of, too, and took a quick little sip of it. And you'll love the name of this. It is called Monster Milk. It's one step up from muscle milk. Took a sip of it last night. Not so sure it's working, but I think it's going pretty well. <laughs> Y'all remember that? Garage sale, baby. <laughs> you can get anything at a garage sale. I've been like punching my kids with this thing. But anyway, so uh, 
My whole point is that if you are working out and you get serious about it, what they want to do is they want you to drink down the proper diet. And really that's what Paul the Apostle is getting at here in this text in Colossians chapter 1. He is praying that the believers like you and I, we would drink down God's plan. We would drink down God's purpose for the church, our, God's plan for our life. We would drink down what pleases the Lord. Now question is, where do we get this drink? I mean, where's the information that we need to drink down? Good news, God wrote a book. It's called the Bible. And so you take the scripture and you drink it down, all right? And even taking a page out of the Old Testament, I would say it to you like this, you eat the word of God. So you take it into your soul. That is your proper diet. Now, ladies and gentlemen, look at the preacher, eyeball to eyeball. I can get up here and preach about how you and I need to grow in our faith all day long. But it is essential that we actually give you some muscle milk. We give you an opportunity to grow in your faith. So we as a staff, not only are praying for your spiritual maturity, but we want to give you an opportunity to grow. So as you think about that grow chamber, here's what I want you to do. In your bulletin this morning was a long sheet of paper. Grab it out right now. Very quickly, very quickly. Count to three. You better have it. One, two, and three. All right, take a look at it for just a moment. This is your diet. This is your muscle milk. This is your opportunity to grow in your walk with the Lord. And what we're doing beginning on August, and let's go ahead and make a quick note here. There's a typo. At the top, it should say new classes start August the 12th. All right, so just go ahead and write that in August the 12th. Everybody say 12th. Very good. On a Sunday evening. But what we're seeking to do is give you an opportunity to actually have a grow track is what we're calling it. It's the idea, literally, of you going back to college. All right? Remember when you were in college and you had a certain major, you had a certain track that you went through, and then you ended up graduating? We're doing the same thing. This August, we are presenting a grow track for men and a grow track for ladies. Hence, there's men on one side, ladies on the other side. And what it will do is it's broken down into four categories. You got the word grow. It's written there on the left-hand side of the sheet of paper, G-R-O-W. Those are graded classes. Those are classes that actually get a little more difficult with each one. So in the G, I'll be teaching Christian beliefs. And it's written by Wayne Grudem. Awesome book, but it is an intro level class. Look at the very bottom. You've got Men of the Bible, led by Dr. Ed Ford. And that is a more difficult class, a little more deep, I should say. Now, in order to graduate from the men's track, men, you got to take them all. Y'all all right? So once you take them all, we're going to have a huge celebration. We're going to get rowdy and congratulate one another because of your growth. Then in the future, we're going to continue to offer up new tracks. So we're looking forward in the future to have a marriage track that you'll be able to take and graduate with your spouse. We'll also have a parenting track where you'll be able to graduate with your spouse. And then we're also looking at hopefully having a track for employees and employers. Just an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. So what I want to encourage you to do this morning, men especially, as well as women, but men, I'm talking to you. Take this out here, write your name down there, email, phone number, and then check off which class you want to be a part of. And it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome time. And what's neat about this is we actually are able to keep up with that here in the office. So we'll know what classes you've taken, which ones you haven't taken, and the ones you have not taken, we will come and find you. So you can take them, Scott. Amen? <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Y'all are like, that's ridiculous. We ain't playing, man. All right? We want you to grow in your faith. So we want to help you. And it would be uh, not good shepherding all right, 
for us to not really desire for you to grow and give you opportunity and check in on you to see how you're doing. So we're seeking to do that. So you can fill that out this morning before you leave. You can drop it in the offertory plate as it goes by at the end of the service, or you can put it on the table out here in the back foyer. But basically all it is is your muscle milk. It's an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. Can I get a witness on that? Say amen. So that's what we do. As we grow, here's what's awesome. We actually begin to align ourselves with God's purposes on the earth. So we're growing to align ourselves with the purposes of God on the earth. But then I'm going to give you a little second statement here. Proper alignment increases our ability to please the Lord. So that's in your notes too. That's number uh, B. Proper alignment increases our ability to please the Lord. So why should we grow? Look at your Bible again, verse 10. So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So notice what happens as we experience proper alignment with God's purposes. The Bible says we will represent Christ well. Do you see it there, verse 10? You will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, the word walk speaks directly of the way you and I order our lives and how we conduct ourselves on a minute-by-minute basis. This speaks to the fact that we are to live in such a way that is proper and represents the Lord well. And then notice the complete thought of Paul the Apostle here. He's not saying that you should grow in the knowledge of God for the sake of knowledge. You see, the goal in life is not for you to know more stuff about God than anybody else. All right, knowledge puffs up with pride. Be careful. You can know a bunch of truths and facts about the Lord and not walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Now, the goal of growing in the Lord is that we would walk in such a way that our lives represent Him well. That's the goal. As you get deep into the Scripture and you grow in your relationship with the Lord God, you will find that you are representing the Lord well because the Lord will begin to work those Scriptures through your life. And Paul says that you will please Him in all respects. And the word please means to show favor toward. So we represent the Lord well when we show favor toward Him in all of our work and our activity. Let me put it to you like this. Our lives are an offering of thanksgiving to the Lord. So we're so overwhelmingly thankful that God rescued us from hell and gave us eternal life. We're so overwhelmed with that. We're like, Lord, we just want to grow in our knowledge of you so that we can represent you better and live in such a way that everything we do says, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Are y'all out there say yes? So that's what we're seeking to do. Now, there is another reason we should grow in our relationship with the Lord, and that is so that we bear fruit consistent with the character of Christ. Paul writes, you are to bear fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Listen, John's Gospel, chapter 15, we read the Lord Jesus saying this, and I quote, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we release fruit by holding tight to the root who is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the vine, the true vine, and as we grow deeper in our relationship with him, fruit is released. And here's kind of a statement for you. Hopefully you can remember it, but it's always helped me. Abiding in the root bears automatic fruit. Abiding in the root bears automatic fruit. Typically, you can tell a, a tree by its fruit. As well, you can tell a Christian by his or her fruit stand. You know, farmer's markets are a big deal now. Everybody wants to go to farmer's market and buy some uh, 
you know, uh, what, do they, what do they grow? Vegetables, right? Fruit that's uh, organic. That's what they want when they go to the fruit stands. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you and I as believers, we are a fruit stand. And uh, when people look at us, they ought to see the fruit of a consistent life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we're not walking with the Lord or those who don't have a relationship with the Lord, uh, their walk is evident. In fact, they bear fruit. It's just fleshly fruit. Paul the Apostle writes about it in Galatians 5 when he says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, your lives will produce these evil results. And then he names them. He's like, here's what will show up on your fruit stand. There will be sexual immorality. There will be impure thoughts, eagerness for lustful pleasure, idolatry, participation in demonic activities, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, divisions, the feeling that everyone's wrong except those in your own little group, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and all kinds of sin. So those who are not walking with the Lord, they are bearing fruit in their life, but it is fleshly fruit. It gives evidence that they are not abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. However, those who are walking with the Lord, different fruits stand, all right? Different things are showing up. Paul writes about that in Galatians as well. He says it like this, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. There'll be love, there'll be joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So as you and I increase in the knowledge of God, listen, listen, this is awesome. As we increase in our knowledge and understanding of God's uh, will and His Word, and we apply those truths to our life, we will be able to bear fruit automatically. Growing in the Lord increases our ability to please Him. So check this out. This is awesome. When you think about bearing fruit in your life, the goal is just to abide in the Lord Jesus. That's to get to know Him. All right? Walk with God. It ain't that hard. Just walk with the Lord. And as you do that, fruit shows up by itself. So I don't wake up one morning and I'm I don't say to myself, man, I need to show a little more love. I need to have a little, I'm going to muster up a little more patience. I'm going to, you know, put a little more self-control out there. I'm not waking up saying those things, all right? I cannot muster up the fruit of the Spirit, all right? That's why it's called the fruit of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit brings out that fruit in your life, in my life, as we grow in our relationship with the Lord. So you and I focus on knowing God, walking with God, and all of a sudden, without you trying, all right? Just you trusting in the Lord, this fruit starts showing up in your life. And that's what makes the difference. People look at you and they're like, something's different. It's because you have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all of the like. But it shows up automatically because you're abiding in the root. Look at the preacher eyeball to eyeball. Look at me. Y'all look and say yes. Look at me hard. Say yeah. Our goal is simply to get you to abide in Christ. Right? And we do that by giving you these grow groups. So you can get along with God on a daily basis. You will be shocked. Shocked what will show up. Wife, you want a new husband? Get him in a grow group. Y'all out there? It's not that you need a new husband. Just get him in a group where he can grow in his faith. Same with the wives. Husband, you need a wife? Listen, get her in a grow group. You'll be shocked how the Lord begins to take his word and by the power of the Holy Spirit begins to wash their life. And then Christ, listen, Christ who is in you begins to show up and shine through you. Just as you're walking with the Lord. Hey, look at the preacher real quick. I didn't tell this the first service. Look at I'm getting tired. Y'all all right? Look at me. Uh, when you got saved, you died. 
to your old nature. And you are brought alive again so that the life of Christ might live through you. And Christianity ain't about you trying hard. Right? Christianity is about you just trusting Christ, walking with Him. And then all these things begin to show up automatically. And listen, if you can muster up love and joy and peace and patience, you can muster it up, you'll get all the credit for it. Like, how are you so loving? Because I just got it going on, man. No, no, it ain't about you. It's about Jesus. Uh, how are you and I so loving? Because we're dead and the Spirit of God's living through us. So Christ gets all of the glory. Does that not make sense? That makes good sense. Let me give y'all a... This is my favorite part. I'm coming to it. Y'all ready? Look at this next part. We receive God's enablement to live the Christian life. Notice verse 11. Uh, the Bible says, Strengthen with all power according to His glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. This is an awesome text. Let me, let me kind of break it down. See that word steadfastness? It literally means to remain under difficulties without giving up. And then you see the word patience. It literally speaks of enduring others without retaliation. And good night. Listen to what the passage is saying. He's saying, we are, are y'all listening say yes? I mean, I flat want you to hear this, all right? Here, here's what he's getting at. We are empowered with all power according to God's glorious power so that we can remain under difficulties without giving up and we can endure others without retaliation. See, when you and I grow in our relationship with the Lord, He empowers us to remain even when life is difficult. And when we are growing in our relationship with the Lord, He empowers us to love and endure others who we might say are unlovable. Y'all ever met somebody unlovable? So that day's hard to love. Can I share a testimony with you? Look at him. There were some people in our church, not here. That were hard to love. Can I get a witness on that? Don't act like you're spiritual. You know them people, all right? And I remember, man, I knew I was going to run into them. I knew when I was going to run into them. And so I had to get along with the Lord before I even saw them. So I just said, Lord, these people are hard to love. And uh, I know you want me to love them. However, I don't have the ability. Listen, I don't have the ability within me to muster up the love for them. Y'all all right? So, Lord, right now, by the power of your spirit, pour out your love in my life and through my life and love those people through me. Now, it's amazing how God gave me the ability to love these people that I couldn't stand. Y'all all right? And here's what happened. I actually started liking them. <laughs> that is some messed up junk, ain't it? But it's amazing what the Lord will do whenever you get along with Him. And, he, and I love it. He, he empowers you by His supernatural power, according to His glorious might. It's like the Lord saying, hey, every single thing you need to remain steadfast when life is difficult, every single thing you need to remain loving when people are coming against you, everything is right in me. Just grow in me. Get to know me. Abide in me. Hold on to me. Awesome. And then finally, we experience joy in life. Into verse 11 and 12, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, the word joyously speaks of a reason for gladness. When we're growing in the Lord, we are given reason for gladness. You know, and I read this in my devotional uh, recently, and I read the statement uh, a couple of times. So I put it here, it fits. Uh, the Bible says, in the Lord's presence is strength and joy. So in His presence, there's strength 
and there's joy. That's exactly what Paul is praying. It's like, you grow in the relationship with the Lord, and you will find strength and joy. <laughs> so as we grow in the Lord, we do so learning more and more of his nature, more of his character, more of his purposes, more of his work. And as a result, the spiritual growth of our hearts, uh, we are overwhelmed with who he is and what he's doing and what he has done. And it leads us to joyously thank him for all that he's doing in and around us. See, in his presence, there's great joy, there's great strength. Now, I'm encouraging you to grow in your faith. And I'm fully aware that deep down within every single disciple, are y'all listening? I'm at the conclusion, but I want y'all to pay close attention. In the heart of, here went my muscle milk, hurt my leg, y'all all right? That was a joke. In the heart of every genuine disciple is a desire to grow. Now, if you're sitting out there saying, well, I've been a Christian for years, but I've got no desire to grow, you ain't a Christian. Uh, the Holy Spirit puts the desire within you. As a newborn babe craves for spiritual milk, so, listen, does a newborn Christian crave the milk of the Word of God? So just like a baby... Uh, proves that they're alive by the fact they're hungry. So a believer proves they're genuine by the fact they're hungry. So every disciple, true disciple, has a desire to grow in their relationship with the Lord. However, the unseen spiritual war is waging a massive battle to keep you from growing. The fact is the demonic forces of darkness are waging a war to keep you from growing in your relationship with the Lord. See, the enemy uses the world system to attract your fleshly lust. As Peter states, your fleshly lust line up like a military fleet in efforts to attack your soul. So all of darkness wants to keep you from growing. And it makes sense to the enemy is not dumb. He is fully aware that if he can keep you from growing, he can keep you from aligning your life with his purposes. As well, he can keep you from a living a life that pleases the Lord. See, the enemy... All of darkness does not want the Son of God glorified. Therefore, he works overtime. He can't mess with Jesus, but he works overtime to drive a wedge between you and genuine spiritual maturity, to drive a wedge between you and your walk with the Lord. If he can do that, he can keep you, a member of the church, from glorifying the Lord God. That's his plan. He's coming after you. Uh, that's why this morning when I pulled this stuff up right here, men, you looked at it and you thought, good night, I ain't taking none of them classes. I don't like to read. Uh, uh, Sunday night, August the 12th, oh, yeah, I can't be there. I got to work on Monday morning. Uh, look at the preacher. Most people do have to work on Monday morning. Uh, you ain't dry. You're not in some circumstance that others ain't. Y'all all right? But, but you will allow the enemy to put all this mess into your head about why you should not be involved. Be careful what you buy, don't it'll bring you down. The Lord wants you to grow. The church is giving you an opportunity. And somebody's like, well, bless God, I just don't even like to read. So what? Are, are y'all all right? I'm talking to men. Ladies, I love y'all. Men, I'm talking to you. I don't, like to, I don't care if you like to read or not. Listen, the Bible teaches that if we're going to grow in our relationship with the Lord, we've got to spend time in the Word. So if you don't like it, start liking it. Start, you got to read. I'm sorry. Tough, ain't it? We study. We learn stuff together. Here's what's wild, too. We get together in small group, and we begin to talk about what the Lord's teaching us. It's amazing how we grow. You know, my wife and I, uh, when we first started dating, you know, I started hanging out with some of her friends. 
And uh, talking with some of her friends, I found out more information about her. Are y'all out there? The same thing with the Lord. I'm walking with the Lord, and now I'm going to get around some other men, and I'm going to talk about my relationship with the Lord and listen to what they have learned, and I'm going to find out more about the Lord. See, Christian living... Please listen to the preacher. I promise I'm about done. Christian living is not some lone ranger expedition. God's not called you, sir, to go and just do your own thing. God's put you in a body, and he said grow together with that body. So all of us want to grow. So men, uh, sign up, or I will come get you. And I have been drinking muscle milk. Are y'all all right? I just want to see y'all grow. Now, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? That'd be a great testimony of Concord. Man, them people, grow, they grow. There ain't no doubt about that. They grow, and we want to grow. Y'all don't agree with that? I mean, good night. We don't want to just sit around here and listen to me every Sunday. That's right, James said. <laughs> God bless you, brother. We want to grow. I have, um, the, the only thing that keeps me passionate about the Lord is my personal walk with the Lord. And then when I get along with other people and we start sharing what the Lord's doing, that just fires me up even more. It's like stoking the flame, man. But there would be, listen, no passion up here in the pulpit. I'd be, I wouldn't be passionate if I didn't spend time with the Lord throughout the week. But because I am seeking to walk with the Lord and God's teaching me and growing me, and man, I'm learning stuff I keep messing up. I've got to fix, got to repent of, confess. Just walking with the Lord, getting others around, sharing what God's doing. It's amazing how the Lord just stokes that in you. So the question for worship, are you surrendering to the Holy Spirit? Question for reach, are you surrendering to God's commission? Question for grow, are you surrendering to God's word? He's given it to you. That's how we become disciples. Next week we'll talk about serve. Let's bow. Father, in Jesus' name.